Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira is a certified legend. The Brazilian fighter had an illustrious career as he became a champion in all of the major promotions that he fought for. And he did this mostly with his skills on the ground which saw him finish his opponents with submissions. By the time he joined the UFC, he already had such an impressive resume. But even though he became the interim heavyweight champion with the promotion, he finished his career there with a 5-6 and six record. So how good was Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about Antonio Rodrigo Minotaro Big Nog Noguera, but I'm just gonna refer to him as Minotaro for this video. And this is one I really wanted to make because it's been a while since I spoke about a pride fighter. And this is an era that I love to cover because there was a certain essence of fighting at this time that isn't found today. And Minotaro definitely embodied that. He went through many wars and for the most part he came out as a victor. But as time went on, his body wasn't able to keep up with his mindset. His exit from the sport wasn't good, but his career as a whole was legendary. So in this video, we will take a look at his MMA career to really understand how good he was. But first, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Minotaro began his MMA career on June 12, 1999 at the age of 23. Prior to his debut, he trained in judo, boxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. At the age of 10, he got run over by a truck and fell into a four-day coma. He was in the hospital for 11 months because of this. And once he recovered, he was left with an indentation on his lower back. His first opponent in MMA was David Dodd. Minotaro denied the takedown and ended up on top. This led to Kimura that forced David to tap. Four months later, Minotaro fought Nate Schroeder. Nate got taken down immediately. This led to an armbar from Minotaro that forced a tap. After this win, he went to Japan and fought in the 1999 Rings King of Kings tournament. In the first round, he fought Valentin Overeem. Minotaro secured a takedown and after defending a guillotine choke, he locked up an Americana that forced Valentin to tap. In the second round that same evening, Minotaro fought Yuri Kochkin. Minotaro pulled guard and locked up an armbar that ended the fight. He went back to the US and fought Jeremy Horn for the WEF Heavyweight Superfight Championship. Although the fight was fairly even on the feet, it was Minotaro's takedowns and top control that won him the fight by unanimous decision, making him the WEF Heavyweight Superfight Champion. After this win, he went back to Japan and defeated Andrei Kopilov in the quarterfinals of the rings tournament. This led to a spot in the semifinals that same evening against Dan Henderson. This was a closely contested bout as both men secured takedowns and maintained top control. Minotaro was busier on the ground by attempting submissions. Regardless, by the end, Dan won by split decision, handing Minotaro his first defeat in MMA. Following this defeat, he fought to a draw against Tsuyoshi Kosaka before entering the 2000 King of Kings tournament. In round 1, he fought Ahmed Labasonov. Minotaro got taken down right away but locked up an armbar that forced a tap. In round 2 that same evening, he fought Kiyoshi Tamura. After dominating the first round with takedowns and submission attempts, Minotaro locked up an armbar in the second that forced Kiyoshi to tap. Four and a half months later, Minotaro fought in the quarterfinals against Volkan. Minotaro secured takedowns and attempted submissions throughout the fight. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. That same evening, he defeated Hiromitsu Kanara, which led to a spot in the finals. His opponent was Valentin Overeem, making it their second meeting. Minotaro secured the takedown immediately and after defending a guillotine choke, he attempted a Kimura before transitioning to an arm triangle choke that forced a tap, making Minotaro the 2000 rings king of kings tournament winner. Following the end of rings, Minotaro signed with Japanese MMA promotion, Pride FC. At Pride 15, he fought Gary Goodridge. Minotaro won in the first round by locking up a triangle choke that forced a tap. At Pride 16, he fought the Pride FC 2000 Openweight Grand Prix tournament winner, Mark Coleman. After connecting with some nice punches on the feet, Minotaro fell to the mat after throwing a head kick. But off his back, he locked up a triangle armbar that forced Mark to tap. At Pride 17, Minotaro fought for the inaugural Pride Heavyweight Championship. His opponent was 
was Heath Herring. Minotaro had his moments on the feet, but for the most part, he was controlling the fight with takedowns, ground and pound, and submission attempts. Credit to Heath for taking all this damage, defending the submissions, and even reversing the position a few times. But in the end, Minotaro won by unanimous decision, making him the Pride Heavyweight Champion. At Pride 19, he fought Ensign Inoue. Although Minotaro was close to locking up a Kimura, it was a triangle choke that put Ensign to sleep. Six months later, Minotaro fought Sanei Kuda. After dominating the fight on the ground, Minotaro began to control the action on the feet. This led to a right hand in the second that knocked Sanei out cold. A year later, Minotaro fought Bob Sapp. Despite Bob being the underdog, he was the much larger fighter as he weighed 127 pounds more than Minotaro, and he used this to his advantage early by denying the takedown. This led to Bob pile driving him to the mat. The way Minotaro landed on his neck was brutal, but somehow he survived. Regardless, Bob continued to deny his takedowns and also threw some brutal ground and pound. But Minotaro stayed busy by attempting submissions and eventually, he locked up an armbar that forced a tap. At Pride 23, he fought Semi Schilt. Despite Semi being the much larger fighter, Minotaro was able to control the action on the ground for most of the fight. This led to a triangle choke that forced a tap. At Pride 24, Minotaro fought Ring's King of Kings 1999 tournament winner, Dan Henderson, making it their second meeting. These two went to war as the action was closely contested both on the feet and on the ground. But in the final round, Minotaro locked up an armbar that forced Dan to tap. At Pride 25, Minotaro fought Fyodor Emelianenko. Minotaro's takedowns were denied and this led to him getting rocked by punches. And for most of the fight, it was Fyodor who was maintaining top control and connecting with big shots from above. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision, making him the new Pride Heavyweight Champion. Five months later, Minotaro fought former UFC Heavyweight Champion, Rico Rodriguez. Although Rico secured takedowns and maintained top control for most of the fight, Minotaro was staying busy with his submission attempts. Rico should have won by today's standards of judging, but because looking for the finish carried more value at the time, especially in Pride, Minotaro was awarded with the unanimous decision victory. Three months later, he fought for the interim Pride Heavyweight Championship. His opponent was Mirko Krokop. Minotaro faced early adversity as his takedowns got denied and he was also getting outstruck on the feet. Plus, he almost got knocked out by the end of round one. But in round two, he secured a takedown right away and began throwing ground and pound. This led to an armbar that forced Mirko to tap, making Minotaro the interim Pride Heavyweight Champion. After this win, Minotaro entered the 2004 Pride Heavyweight Grand Prix. In the opening round, he fought Hirotaka Yokoi. Both men had their moments on the ground. But in round two, Minotaro locked up an anaconda choke that forced a tap. In the quarterfinals, he fought Heath Herring, making it their second meeting. And once again, Minotaro locked up an anaconda choke that forced a tap. In the semifinals, he fought Sergei Karatanov. This fight was competitive as both men had their moments on the feet and on the ground. But Minotaro's jab and grappling was the difference and by the end, he won by unanimous decision. He advanced to the finals that same evening and fought Pride Heavyweight Champion, Fyodor Emelianenko, making it their second meeting. After Minotaro's takedown got denied, he pulled guard and attempted submissions. But Fyodor also threw some shots from above. This eventually led to an accidental headbutt. A cut over Fyodor's eye opened up and this led to the fight being stopped, resulting in a no contest. Four months later, the two fought for a third time. Fyodor controlled the action for the entire fight both on the feet and on the ground. Credit to Minotaro for displaying so much heart. But by the end, Fyodor won by unanimous decision. Six months later, Minotaro fought Powell Nestula. Both men had their moments on the ground. But near the end of round one, Minotaro threw ground and pound that forced the ref to step in. He went on to defeat Kiyoshi Tamura before fighting Zulazino in the opening round of the 2006 Pride Openweight Grand Prix. Minotaro brought the fight down right away and began throwing punches before locking up an armbar that forced a tap. In the quarterfinals, he fought Fabrizio Verdum. Minotaro controlled the grappling for most of the fight. And on the feet, he was picking apart Verdum and even dropped him twice. After three rounds, Minotaro won by unanimous decision. In the semifinals, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion, Josh Barnett. This was a closely contested 
contested bout as both men had their moments on the ground. But on the feet, Josh found more success and even dropped Minotaro at one point. By the end, Josh won by split decision. Regardless, the two fought again three months later and this time, Minotaro won by unanimous decision. This was also his final fight in Pride before signing with the UFC. He also left his longtime gym of Brazilian top team and joined Black House. After defeating Heath Herring for a third time, Minotaro fought for the UFC Interim Heavyweight Championship. His opponent was former UFC Heavyweight Champion, Tim Sylvia. The two traded on the feet for most of the fight, and it was Tim who was finding more success. But in round 3, Minotaro pulled guard and reversed him. This led a guillotine choke that forced a tap, making Minotaro the UFC Interim Heavyweight Champion. After this win, he became a coach on the 8th season of The Ultimate Fighter opposite former UFC Heavyweight Champion, Frank Mir. The two fought at UFC 92 where Minotaro's Interim Championship was on the line. Frank was the aggressor on the feet. This led to him finishing Minotaro in the second with punches, making it Minotaro's first defeat by stoppage. But he would later say that a staph infection and knee injury impacted his performance. At UFC 102, he fought former UFC heavyweight champion Randy Couture. Minotaro put on a solid performance as he controlled the action on the feet and on the ground. He also dropped Randy twice in this fight. By the end, Minotaro won by unanimous decision. At UFC 110, he fought Cain Velasquez. Minotaro got finished in round 1 by punches. He underwent surgery following this defeat and after being out for a year and a half, he came back at UFC 134, making it his first time fighting in Brazil. His opponent was Brendan Schaub. Although Brendan was the favorite to win, he ended up getting finished in the first by punches. At UFC 140, Minotaro fought Frank Mir, making it their second meeting. Frank got rocked early by elbows and punches. This led to ground and pound and a guillotine attempt by Minotaro. But Frank escaped and locked up a Kimura. Minotaro refused to tap, so his arm snapped. He came back to Brazil at UFC 153 and fought Dave Herman. Minotaro locked up an armbar in round 2 that forced a tap. Eight months later, he fought Fabricio Verdum, making it their second meeting. Fabricio won the fight in round 2 via armbar. Ten months later, he fought Ultimate Fighter Season 10 winner, Roy Nelson. Minotaro got outstruck for the entire fight before getting knocked out by a right hand. At UFC 190, he fought Stefan Struve. Stefan controlled the action on the feet for most of the fight to win by unanimous decision. After this defeat, Minotaro retired from MMA at the age of 39. Although he didn't get his storybook ending, there is no doubt that Minotaro is an MMA legend. So after going 34-10-1 with 1-0 contest in a career that saw him become the UFC Interim Heavyweight Champion, the Pride Heavyweight Champion, the Pride Interim Heavyweight Champion, the 2000 Rings King of Kings Tournament winner, and the WEF Heavyweight Superfight Champion, how good was Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira actually? He is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, especially back in Pride FC when he was in his absolute prime. The only man he couldn't get past in that promotion was Fyodor Emelianenko, and we all know how much of a legend Fyodor is, but his legacy seems to outshine Minotaro's because of it, and that's why I wanted to make this video. I wanted to remind you all that Minotaro was the first heavyweight king in Pride FC, back when the heavyweight roster was much more elite than the UFC's, and that too gets forgotten because Pride is long gone, but Pride never die, and Minotaro was a huge reason for this. He was easily one of the promotion's top fighters and is often placed in the Pride trinity of greats alongside Fyodor Emelianenko and Mirko Krokop, and a lot of that had to do with his ground game which was levels above everyone else's, and that's very impressive especially in Pride where staying on the ground is dangerous due to the allowance of kicks and knees to a grounded opponent. But Minotaro had high level jiu-jitsu and was a threat with submissions both on top or from his back. Although he was able to secure takedowns, he was also not afraid to pull guard. He also didn't mind getting taken down. That's how dangerous he was with submissions. And he was very good in reversing the position. I would say that he was the greatest Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner in Pride FC history. And I would go as far to say that he was one of the greatest in MMA history. But even though he excelled on the floor, he was also a threat with his striking. 
His boxing was solid, especially his jab, and his clinch work was brutal as he would connect with punches, knees, and elbows. He was also able to take shots and continue to press forward. In fact, it wasn't until the UFC when he finally lost a fight that wasn't by decision. This shows that he had a strong chin and superb conditioning. He has been referred to as the Brazilian Rocky Balboa, but he's been in many wars over the years and that led to many injuries. Even though he was only 31 by the time he entered the UFC, his buddy had been through so much wear and tear. And although he was able to capture the interim heavyweight championship, his career began to decline afterwards. He entered the UFC late into his career, and his fighting style of regularly pulling guard or being fine with getting taken down was not as effective compared to when he did it in Pride. Because in the UFC, top control earns more points, while in Pride, trying to finish the fight off your back with submissions was what the judges liked to see. There was a lot going against Minotaro when he fought in the UFC, but he still had many legendary moments with the promotion, and even if he never joined them, his career in Pride was already enough to prove how amazing he was. That's why I would give his MMA career a 9 out of 10. His heart was apparent throughout his entire life, from being run over by a truck to showcasing his ability to take damage in MMA, and then winning fights late into his career when his glory days were over, Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira continued to push through despite all the adversity he faced. My name is Keon and this is my take on Antonio Rodrigo Minotaro Big Nog Nogueira. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you in my next one.